Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on AutoTrader. Just you wait. AutoTrader. Hi, everybody. I'm Fran Spielman, and you are watching The Fran Spielman Show, brought to you by AARP. Our guest today is Tony Preckwinkle. Congratulations. You made it. Thank you. I'm very grateful. I'm very grateful to all the good people of Chicago who supported me and all of our volunteers and staff. But this is not the runoff you or Chicago expected. It's the runoff we've got. (laughs) (laughs) I know. Isn't it? Is it more difficult? The Bill Daly matchup was a better one for you, wasn't it? You know, this is the race we've got. I'm going to go out and, and visit as much of Chicago as I possibly can and talk to the voters, particularly voters who made different choices the first round and, and ask for their help and support. But you need to attract the votes that went, most of all, to Willie Wilson, 13 wards that he won. Uh, how are you going to do that? Well, I'm going to go everywhere in the city. It's what I did when I ran for... Uh, county board president in 2010. I'm going to go everywhere in the city and ask people for their support. And you know what I've talked about is the real importance of working families being able to thrive in in our city. We've got to have a $15 an hour minimum wage and I have a plan to do that by 2021, an accelerated plan. I think the state gets there by 2025. I've talked about investing in communities that have been struggling as I did when I was alderman of the fourth ward. We've got to have more affordable housing for working families. I'm a teacher. I've talked about having strong neighborhood public schools. and We've got great public schools in some neighborhoods and under-resourced schools in others. Have you talked to Willie, though? Have you I t- have talked to Willie, and I'm going to meet with him personally. And what will you say to him? What will be your pitch to him? I mean, because these wards, particularly the ones he won, are tax-sensitive. They're still angry over the repealed sugar sugar beverage tax. What will you tell him and them about that? It's hard to know why certain parts of the city supported one candidate or the other, but I'm going to go everywhere in the city and ask for people's support. Right, And I'd be very very grateful to to any of the the folks who ran for their support, but I'm really going to go and talk to the voters and ask them for their support. Right, but how do you explain the sugar beverage tax? If people are still angry about that, what will you tell them? You know, look, I understand that people were unhappy. It was repealed. And we made the very difficult choices we had to make to balance the budget. We closed 1,000 positions. But I think it's important to remember where the money that the county receives goes. Half of it goes to health care. We run our health and hospital system. And we now have 320,000 people who get health care as a result of county care, our Medicaid expansion program. But will and, you and another, apologize and another, say, you know, I another, probably... Another 40% of our money goes to criminal justice. And we've had great luck in reducing 
it's a result of hard work, I shouldn't say luck, with all the stakeholders in reducing the jail population by more than 40% by giving people who are accused of nonviolent crimes an opportunity to be out in the community going to work, going to school, supporting their families as they await the disposition of their cases. So I, I always try to talk to people about what, what the county really does, and when I share with them the work that we're doing, they kind of say, oh. And, you know, as I said, we made the, we made the difficult decision after it was quite clear that this was not popular, to repeal it, and then we went on to make so the difficult So do you decisions. apologize for it? I mean, will you say to these people, you know what, I, I, I blew it, I miscalculated, I'm sorry. You know, we were looking for revenue to support the good work the county did. And that revenue choice turned out not to be popular. We repealed it, and we went on, as I said, well, to balance Well, you had to the, be dra dragged into repealing it, it. It was repealed, and we went yeah. on, we went on to, to do the difficult things we had to do to balance the budget. And for the last eight years, We've balanced every single budget. We've made $850 million in cuts, because I always look first to make government more efficient. We've reduced our workforce and reduced our indebtedness. I think I've been a real responsible steward of county government. Now, out of the box, on election night even, you were quite negative in terms of portraying the contrast between yourself and, and Lori Lightfoot. I wouldn't say negative, I would say descriptive. Descriptive, okay, go ahead. Let's talk about the description why is she a phony reformer, and why are you the real one? You know, I was elected alderman of the fourth ward on my third try, the first woman ever elected alderman of the fourth ward, and I beat the machine to get there. When I came to the city council, I was a founder of the Progressive Caucus, one of three. I, I sponsored and supported every single affordable housing and living wage ordinance that came before the body. I've always been committed to working families. I was one of five votes against the parking meter sale, you know, I think it's important to remember that the city council uh, historically has been um, very reluctant to go against the mayor, whoever the mayor is, but I was one of five votes against it, and that was a terrible disaster. I mean, that asset sale was a terrible disaster. And in my community, I worked hard with community residents to improve our public schools, to revitalize neighborhoods, and to address public safety challenges. All right, those let's are all, talk about Lori now. Well, let's just a second. Those are all very important parts, I think, of a progressive agenda. Okay. Being committed to the community, being a sponsor of affordable housing and living wage ordinances, being a founder of the Progressive Caucus. And what I've done in the last eight years as president of the county is try to make health care available to as many people as possible and criminal justice reform. And those are very important parts of a progressive agenda, not okay. just locally, but nationally. All right, well, people seem to have forgotten that because you are now the party chairman. Well, Was that well, a mistake? It's my, job, it's my job to try to share with people the experience that I've had in government, both as an alderman and as okay, president of the county. Okay, but was and it to a mistake to take over the party? Because that's the symbol of the old way. But that's you know, I, I'm, I take my progressive values with me wherever I go. And the first thing we did at the, at the meeting in April, a little less than a year ago, in which I became chairman, was institute a sexual harassment policy. And then in, in the summer, the party for the first time in its history decided not to retain a judge. And that was a judge who, as an assistant state's attorney, had been involved in a case where there was perjured testimony and was subsequently recanted, who refused to acknowledge that there was anything untoward about the trial, although the two young men who spent together more than 20 years in prison, two young men from the Latinx community, spent more than 20 years in prison as a result of this wrongful conviction, got exonerated. He never acknowledged that there was anything wrong with that proceeding. And then in, in his courtrooms, had the harshest sentences against defendants and the biggest disparities between 
black and brown defendants and white defendants. And the Democratic Party, for the first time in its history, under my leadership, said, we're going to hold judges accountable for their conduct on the bench. And Matthew Coughlin was not retained as a result of the okay. work of the party and as a result of the work of the advocates. All and, right, and, but and here going you are. Forward, just a second. Going forward, we're going to continue to do that, to hold our judges accountable for their conduct on the bench in a way the party has never done before. But if you weren't the party boss, it wouldn't be so easy to paint you as the old guard. Now, you, you, you got dragged into the Edberg scandal, which came sort of out of the blue. And you know, I, I served with him for 19 years. He was neither a friend nor an ally. But, you know, as I go around the city, what people want to talk to me about is their communities. Sometimes the challenges are gentrification. Sometimes the challenges are lack of investment. Everyone's concerned about having great public schools in their community. And in many communities, there are concerns about public safety. And those are the things people want to talk about. Do you wish you hadn't become chairman of the party? And might you step down and, and try to go back to your roots? You know, I think it's really important that those who are leaders in the party are committed to inclusion and diversity. And that's what I've been committed to my, my whole life as a, as a Democratic committeeman. I supported a, a gangly young community organizer in 1996 against the, the Democratic establishment when he wanted to run for state senate, and then when he ran for Congress, and finally when he ran for President of the United States. Um, you know, I've supported Barack Obama. I supported, when he went to the Senate, I supported Kwame Raoul, who's now our, our uh, Attorney General in Illinois to replace him in the in the state senate. I was a big supporter of Kim Fox, our our state's attorney, of whom I'm very proud, and who has has finally acknowledged some of the terrible wrongs that have been um, imposed on our our citizens in the criminal justice system, and and moved to, for mass exonerations. As a result, I mean, I I've supported progressive young people as a Democratic commitment, and I will continue to support uh, progressives as chairman of the party. So, in your first round campaign, you had to fire your campaign manager, your chief of staff, and your security chief. There were some unforced errors. How do you tighten it up? How do you, how do you... You know, if, if people are looking at my record in the county, I think they should look at the stewardship of the last eight years. And as I said, in the last eight years, we've had eight balanced budgets, $850 million in cuts. We've reduced the workforce and we've reduced our indebtedness. You know, but, and I'm proud of my stewardship. What of happened the there, though, with these mistakes, these problems that you had that were of your own campaigns making? You know, look, there were some, some issues that were government and some issues that were campaign. In any case, as I said, when I go around the city and talk to people, what they want to talk about is what's going on in their neighborhood and their communities. So you don't think that that's something you need to tighten up? You know, as I said, I'm going to try to get out and talk to people about my vision for the city. And I've always talked about the fact that we need a city in which everyone believes there's opportunity for them and for their children. We need to balance development. We need to focus on downtown because it's the economic engine, not just of our city and our county, but our state. And we also need to focus on our neighborhoods. There has to be a balance. And, and, and the neighborhoods, of course, where people live, <laughs> are, are, should be a focus of the mayor. Let's talk about Lori, though. You say, and your campaign says, she's a phony reformer. They, uh, your uh, aide, John Henley, told me you're going to go after her on the OPS record and on her record as a corporate lawyer, a millionaire corporate lawyer who defended corporate clients. Let's talk about Lori Lightfoot. Why is she a phony reformer? Let me tell you what I've done with my life. Wait, I've been a teacher. I want to hear what you think of Lori. I'm going to Lori. start with myself, thank you. I, so I, for we've, the last, we've talked about you. Let's well, talk no, about last, her now. For the, for the last eight years, I've been president of the county. I've been chief executive of the second largest county in the country. 
for almost 20 years before that, I was an alderman in the city of Chicago. I started my working life as a teacher. We, so I've, I've spent my life in public service. Okay. And Can, as compared to Lori, which let's she's, talk a, she's, she's a corporate lawyer, and she's spent her time defending big corporations and Wall Street banks. There's a quite different career path for somebody who's chosen public service for their entire career and somebody who's chosen to be part of a big law firm that defends the elites in this country. And she's defended the elites? Give me some examples. Well, Wall Street banks and corporate clients. She's defended corporate clients against discrimination suits. I mean, I, I think there hasn't been a lot of attention to her record over the last six months, and there will be more attention in the runoff. And what is the record? She's a corporate lawyer, a wealthy corporate lawyer who's defended the elites in this country. And in, at OPS, when she ran the Office of Professional Standards, which was at that time inside the police department, what does the record show there? Well, I think that what we'll see is that there was very little um, um, effort to move forward a progressive agenda or to hold the police accountable, at least initially. I think that there's a, there's a, a change in the narrative on her part as to what actually happened as a result of her service, and, and we'll see that come out in the, the next few weeks. The change in the narrative. She says that it was a difficult time. It was still within the body of the police department, which it shouldn't have been, and that she tried to operate within those constraints and that she particularly tried to hold police accountable for lying by omission or commission or whatever. Is she that not true? She accepted appointments uh, from both Mayor Daley and Mayor Emanuel. The, the only positions she's held in government are appointive positions, while I've stood before the electorate, you know, what, 11 times and asked for their help and support. I was reelected five times uh, as alderman of the Fourth Ward and three times to my present position. I think those are quite different records. Should she have declined uh, when, when Rich Daly turned to her and Mary Dempsey and said, please clean up the Department of Procurement Services after the minority contracting scandal and the dust? What we were talking about was the initially was the police department, but in any case, well, if but you're, I'm saying, you choose, but should she have declined? Be, if you choose to be, you know, an appointed person from the mayor or whoever, um, then you're part of their administration and I, you have to wear that. What is she wearing? What should she wear? I mean, she, she was sent into purchasing, for example, to clean up after the Duff's scandal. What, what does she wear no, by I'm, being I'm part talking of more it? About the, I'm talking more about the police issues and not about purchasing, because that's what you asked about. Okay, but what about, I mean, is, should she have declined to join the Emanuel and uh, Daly administrations? Well, there were people who did. Who were they? I, I, I'm not at liberty to say that, but let me just you're say... You're saying that if you're philosophically opposed to somebody, you don't join them? Is that it? Do you compromise I think, I think, yourself by no, joining? No, I think, I, think I think there's a difference between trying to work with people who have different views than you do and, and accepting an appointment from them. I guess that's what I would say. So she compromised her principles, or does she not have any? Well, you should talk to her about that. Well, did, did she compromise herself? Well, I think, I think what will come out in the next few weeks is her record of service, particularly when it relates to, to police issues, and I think it's not the narrative that she has, has put forward with the public. And the narrative is a more recent one when she, she co-chaired the task force on police accountability, which came up with a very scathing report. It wasn't a whitewash at all, and in fact it laid the groundwork for the Justice Department to do the same, which gave us the consent decree. That the question is, is that the entirety of her record? And I don't think it is. And, and we will, I think, make clear the entirety of her record. And the entirety of her record shows what? That this is a makeover for her, or what? That it's an effort to um, recast some of the past. The past of? Her service as in the various positions that she held relating to the police, yes. 
But she seems to be the flavor of the month now, you know? She's the change agent. She, that's the, that's the, that's how she has portrayed herself, that's how she has sold herself, and the record on election night shows she's pretty successful at doing that in 11 wards. Well, let me just say, we're gonna work hard across the city to make the case that I'm the best choice, both because of my vision and experience, and I hope that that resonates with the people of the city of Chicago. As I talk about the need to support working families through raising the minimum wage, to addressing the challenges that our neighborhoods face, to trying to improve the quality of education available to all of our children, and to, as I said, to addressing the public safety challenges. Both of you need to get a lot more specific about what you will do about the spike in pension payments, which looms out there like a slap in the face that's gonna hit the next mayor. 270 million immediately, a billion dollars over four years. There's not gonna be a casino. It's not even in Pritzker's talk right now and the graduated income tax, forget that, <clears throat> excuse me, for several years, if it happens at all. So where will you look other than TIFFs? Well, first of all, you know, I've always said that we need a progressive income tax in the state of Illinois. I said that, but let's take that off the table well, because yeah, it's, it's a while down the road. No, but I think it's important to understand that the state needs to be fiscally stable and the state raises money and shares it with local units of government, cities, towns, and villages. And we want that revenue to be raised as equitably as possible. So I, I've been a strong supporter of a progressive income tax. You know, when I came into office, there was a $478 million budget gap to close, almost half a billion dollars. And we had a much smaller base to reduce it from. I brought in the 11 separately elected officials in the county, and I said, everybody's going to have to cut their budget 15%. Believe me, there was a lot of squealing. And we did it. And then there were a variety of things we did. We, we refinanced our debt. We, we did a bunch of different things. No silver bullet, no magic solution. But we closed a $478 okay, million dollar gap. Okay, but a lot of those gap. things have been done already at the city. Well, so let me just say, what I, what I, the point is that you have to do a lot of different things. There's no single option. There's no magic bullet. Where do There's you look no, first? For revenue? Well, well and for I, I've talked a lot about TIF reform. I think it, that's not something I, I asked take. you to talk about not TIF reform. I but I think know. that's critical because the TIF districts were created to provide an economic stimulus for struggling neighborhoods. And yet, almost all of the loop, which is the most valuable property in the city, is in one TIF district or another. I mean, that's... That doesn't make any sense at all. Okay, but outside just a that. Second, 31% of our property tax revenue goes into TIF district, these sequestered districts. So we have to unwind many of them. And we that's to, happening and, any, as and, we speak. And we, have to, and we have to declare TIF surpluses. Yes, and, and the mayor has done that and, too. And, and we have to be very careful about creating new TIFs. And that's why I said that there should be a moratorium on these big projects, particularly Lincoln Yards, so the new mayor has okay, an opportunity. Please, so the new, new, new mayor has an opportunity to to assess the impact on our property tax base, and also to determine whether or not the, the particulars of the TIF are okay. really critical. Because it, can you talk about some of the areas where sure, you well, would look for revenue? For example, Lori Life had talked about getting rid of the city sticker and replacing it with, with a dramatically higher ride-sharing fee. For example, I've said that we ought to have higher ride-sharing fees, and I propose that we. We uh, give that money to the, to the CTA, frankly, because we really need to support a public transit system. If we don't have strong public transit, we don't have the, the economic foundation, the basis to build our economy. So I've always been a strong proponent of public transit. And actually, when I was alderman, I used to take it to work all the time. How anyway, high would you go with it? It's Right now, it's 20 cents per ride 
That's a real to be determined. But I think it's it's really important that we understand that we have to support our public transit. And one of the one of the unintended, well, unexpected consequences of ride sharing is a reduction in the number of people who are on our buses. And of course, well, since, and yeah, since, since I'm the, talking about hemorrhaging bus riders. Well, but 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 the present system says we have to get half of our money from the fare box. And so if you have a dramatic reduction in the number of riders, it has a dramatic impact on the financial stability of your transit system. So how so high do to, you need to go on the ride share? To be determined, but I think we really, we really need to look at that as a resource to support this important foundation of our, of our economy, and that's public transit. Police contract, the mayor has punted that one, and the new mayor will inherit it. I mean, he hasn't even really tried with this union that has fought the consent decree that takes effect today. And so how are you going to, and what changes will you seek, and how do you get a police union that absolutely distrusts you and Lori, really? Um, they, they blame you for being soft on crime. So how do you get that union to go along with an agreement that we need to get tougher on discipline? Well, first of all, let me say, when I was, when I was alderman, I worked very closely with local commanders, our officers, and community residents to address the public safety challenges that our communities faced. And I had a good relationship with all my commanders because I worked hard to, to have one. Um, you know, when I came into office, uh, former President Todd Stroger had um, let all of the contracts with every single union we had expire, and they'd expired uh, for months prior to his coming into office. And so we had to begin by um, working with all of our unions to, to secure reasonable contracts. And we did that. We've done that through okay, several cycles. Okay, but this union distrusts you. They distrust you. How do you get them to go along? How do you deal with them? You know, I've had good working relationships with labor uh, throughout the eight years that I've been the chief executive and will work hard to come to a fair contract with the police. And what changes will you seek I'm on not the discipline? I'm not going to talk about uh, any prospective bargaining chips or negotiating strategies. I don't think that makes sense. Before we go, the medical, examin the medical examiner examiner's office under your tenure has had problems, autopsy mistakes, political or questionable hires. How do you explain that? Well, first of all, I'm, I'm very grateful to uh, our chief medical uh, officer, uh, Pony Arunkumar, for her good work. And I'm very grateful for the work of our medical examiner staff. This is a really tough job, and I appreciate the fact that they work very hard at it. And frankly, you know, what we've achieved <laughs> in my tenure is national recognition and national certification, which we never had before. So we've run a very professional office. Occasionally there, there are hiccups, but we've run a very prof professional office and we have national accreditation, which the county has not had before. And the Ann Burke co complaint that's been filed. is political theater. Th political theater, but in fact, if, as you say, she held the fundraiser, which her name wasn't even on the invitation, then she violated judicial ethics. I think this is, this is political theater. And it, it's interesting that... Did she hold the fundraiser or did he hold the fundraiser? I think this is political theater. Well, but who held the fundraiser? And if she held the fundraiser, then she's violated judicial canon of ethics. I think this is political theater. And the, the event was held in their home, but everyone's known that for quite some the time. The invitation so. said his name and you said she held it. She's the one. No, that's not what I said. You, what, you said that she offered to hold the fundraiser. 
Yes, that's what I said. Okay, then she violated the judicial, judicial ethics, right? I don't believe so, and as I said, I think this is political theater because it's been, it's been known for some time and, and the, the suit was filed, what, the weekend before the election. Have you been questioned about that by any federal agents, anybody from the no, federal of government? Not. Because Lori Lightfoot claims that you made yourself a material witness in that case. That's ridiculous. I haven't been contacted by anybody. And so you, and so you think your part of this is just having been dragged into it, unbeknownst to you, he muscled a campaign contribution for you? I have, I have no idea how he raised money. Are you worried that any of the other money that you got at that fundraiser that you, you've returned at the 116? That's right. Or you're about to? It, it's been returned, yeah. Okay. Are you worried that any of that other money was muscled from anyone? If he did that with one person, could he have done it with anyone else? You know, I have no idea what happened, but we've returned the money. Okay. Tony Peckwinkle, thank you and best of luck to you. Thank you, for the runoff. Uh, that's it for today's show, brought to you by AARP which invites you to attend two free community panel discussions about key issues facing our city, March 13th on the South Side, March 18th in Pilsen. Sign up, go to suntimes.com slash AARP forum. See you next week. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.